Hey gang, I was down for the count last week with COVID all throughout my household, every one of us. But now I am on the way back to full health. And it sounds like I may not be the only one. Is the ACC going to join me in coming back from the brink? You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, July 12th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So please, if you would, go ahead and subscribe right now. For those of you watching, you can also smash that like button. Would love to hear your thoughts on conference realignment as we chat, so please make sure to leave some comments as we go. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, as recently as the end of last week, like we're talking Friday night, conference realignment felt like this runaway freight train that no coming back, no breaks, we're past the point of no return. Carolina, amongst other schools from the ACC, is going to the SEC. There's no turning back. It's a done deal. But nothing happened over the weekend, and we got into the new week and, and still no news. And it had seemed like the ACC, or at least Carolina's tenure and time in it, was perhaps about to meet an inglorious end. But now, after I had already basically resigned myself to the reality that the Tar Heels were moving conferences at some point soon, all of a sudden, it feels like something might have stopped this runaway train cold in its tracks. Somehow, someway. Seems like that was not at all a possibility as recently as 72 hours ago, but is conference realignment suddenly slowing down after the fury caused by the move of USC and UCLA to the Big Ten? It seems like maybe so. Here's why I say that. On Monday, an article came out on Saturday Down South, uh, which sounds like maybe it's just a ma and pa shop or whatever, but this is actually a, a very reputable site. The article is from Matt Hayes, um, who is reputable himself, has well-sourced all these kinds of things. Um, and this article that he published is entitled, SEC Wants to End Expansion Race, Stay at 16 Teams. Bottom line of the article is this. The SEC is apparently now wanting to stand pat at the 16 teams. That's the 14 teams they already had in the SEC. Remember, it was 12, expanded to 14 with Texas A&M and Missouri, and then we'll add in Texas and Oklahoma to make 16. It seems that they were hell-bent on going further than that, 
maybe all the way up to 20, maybe four ACC schools or, or whatever it may be. But having read this article, hearing what people are saying, um, and this is coming from, this is a, again, multi-sourced article coming out. Um, the, the beginning line of this article says, the preference of the SEC presidents is to not expand beyond 16 teams. For now, right? The, the There's nothing that can't make them change their minds tomorrow. But as of now, all the calculus is saying that these presidents don't want to keep moving the needle forward more than where it is already at. <laughs> Financially, yes, Carolina would love to make this move. Why? Because the SEC and the Big Ten are smack dab in the middle of negotiating new media rights deals, which is going to make them buku's amounts of dollars, while the ACC has to sit around twiddling their thumbs until the current grant of rights is over and they can renegotiate their own media deal, or you restructure the league, bring somebody else into the ACC, which allows you to do that. But as for now, the money that the ACC uh, payout plan gives to its member schools is going to be essentially peanuts comparatively to what the Big Ten and the SEC are getting. And so... Um, it looks like, at least for the news we were hearing at the end of last week, that it seemed like a foregone conclusion that some combination of Carolina, Clemson, Miami, Florida State, Virginia, probably four out of some some grouping of four of those five, um, definitely including the Tar Heels, were going to be moving to the SEC. That appears not to be the case for now, based on what we're hearing. We ain't dead yet. The ACC, this tells me there might be some hope yet. Uh, it, it might be hope for tomorrow. It might be hope for a couple years, but but it's not done. That That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm reading from everyone I've talked to, um, from everyone I've checked in with. Um, it seems like there's been, forgive this term, but a stay of execution at least for now. Again, though, the ACC is still in something of a bind because they've got to figure out a way to stay competitive financially with what the SEC and Big Ten are going to be able to negotiate now. Um, that, that's going to affect recruiting and all sorts of stuff, uh, facilities all across the board, all those monies. And so you got to figure out how to keep up with the Joneses. From a competition standpoint, though, I love this. I love getting to stick around and continue to prove that the ACC is baller. I feel like, I, yes, I, I think we can agree that the ACC just doesn't quite have the depth or breadth of maybe the SEC in football. Uh, I have no problem hand up admitting that. However, there has been in basketball the last couple of years, you know, from, from what Ken Palm numbers are telling us about conferences and other things that the ACC isn't standing up to what some of the other Power Five conferences are doing. Obviously, beating Pac-12, but um, some of these numbers are showing that Big 12, Big 10, and even, uh, I believe, if I remember correctly, the past year, the, even the SEC was above the ACC. And I, I think this different level of, of competition, of staying in the, getting to stay in the ACC, allows Carolina and the other ACC member schools an opportunity to continue to show that the ACC is it when it comes to men's basketball. Got to continue to prove that. 
Now, again, these things can obviously turn at a moment's notice. I'm just saying, here's where we're at as of Tuesday, July 12th, um, that this article came out on Monday. This is where the SEC is at right now. It doesn't mean that Carolina can't or won't move eventually to the ACC or can't or won't move to the Big Ten or elsewhere sooner. But for now, it seems like we're good in the ACC. So the the next logical question then is why exactly is the SEC coming to this conclusion now after what we've been hearing and seeing uh, about adding and adding and more and more and more? Doesn't seem to line up, does it? I didn't think I'd see the day that the SEC would say enough's enough, but that's what they're saying. I'll tell you why, just after I talk to you about LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in action, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. So you can create that free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring ring to frame your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people for your role. Simple tools such as screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skill set so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and ultimately hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. In fact, did you know that every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Again, that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Question for you, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on the Locked On NFL uh, uh, channel wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so here's this question again. Why has the SEC come to this conclusion that we're going to stop at these 16 member schools? Just to name them off for you if you're trying to think through, okay, who all is in the SEC now with all this alignment? Let's just start in the southeast corner and work our way around back. Florida Gators coming up through Georgia, the Bulldogs, Auburn and Alabama, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, Texas A&M, soon Texas, excuse me, Oklahoma, Missouri coming back through around to Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Those are going to be your 16 schools in the SEC. Did I say South Carolina? I think I said South Carolina. Anyway, that's the 16 schools. So um, that's who we're looking at in the SEC. And so this article that we've been discussing from Saturday Down South says that part of the desire to, for the SEC to stop at 16 is that the SEC desires to keep college football intact. Well, 
what? That is a huge departure from what we've been hearing and assuming is that the SEC basically wants to build either a couple super conferences or its own super conference. I mean, keep in mind, we think of college football as having to be, you know, this this huge amount of teams competing in it. When you think of our professional leagues, you've got 32 or 30 teams, depending on which one it is, and they do just fine, thank you very much. So if the SEC could get up to 20 or, or keep expanding to 32 or combine with just the Big Ten to get to 32, that's why so many people are making a big deal about this, um, then, then they've got what they need. But to the contrary, the SEC is actually coming out and saying, we think that college football is better with everyone having a seat at the table. We want everyone to have a voice and an opportunity uh, to play for, you know, a national championship. And let's not kid ourselves, not everyone is going to ever have that opportunity. But it's the same opportunity in the way that everyone has an opportunity to play for a college basketball national championship because everyone can play in their conference tournament unless they're on suspension, get a shot at the automatic bid from their league, get to play in March Madness, and, you know, could play their way theoretically to a national championship. That That's what the SEC means here. But they, the good news is, is they're not wanting to do things to push everyone out. They, they want to try to keep everyone in the fold and keep everything going. And so... This, again, to me is a huge departure from where I've imagined the SEC is going with this, bull rushing their way through to where it's the SEC, and if anybody else wants to come on board and try to keep up with what we're doing, good luck to you. The SEC is now is saying, I shouldn't say now saying, because it's really been assumption on, on, on our part, but they're saying, hey, we, we want to do things that allow for competition to continue happening all around this country. So I'm pretty shocked by the SEC on this. Um, and so I think it's it's a good, cautiously, it's a good and positive sign. But here's a big thing I want you to notice. The SEC's desire is to keep college football intact. As we all know, and as we all assume all the time, but here we have it stated for us in bold relief, college football is the key to all of this. Every other sport, even basketball, you know, we, we often think of college football and men's college basketball as the two premier um, money-making entities in college sports and then the other Olympic sports and, and other less, I won't call them all non-revenue sports, but less revenue sports depend on the money flowing down from football and basketball. But be not mistaken, as popular as college basketball is, it is college football that wins the day here. Football is what's going to continue to drive things. And so from our vantage point as the University of North Carolina, while we think probably the majority of us listening to or watching this podcast think first and foremost of North Carolina men's basketball above every other sport at the university. Um, it, it just has been the front porch, the front door into athletics for Carolina. Obviously, there are infinitely other um, very highly successful programs. For other people, it's going to be the women's soccer team, one of the most incredible dynasties in all of collegiate athletics. But I'm just saying for the majority of people coming to Carolina athletics, it's because they know men's college basketball. 
well, for a lot of these SEC schools, even the most popular basketball teams, such as Kentucky or Tennessee, it's still football, football, football. Even when Auburn has an incredibly successful year this past year, from talking to my buddy Zach, who runs Locked on Auburn, it's still all about Auburn football even when the basketball team is far exceeding what the football team is doing. And so we just always have to keep in mind that it's going to be football that drives all of these decisions because that's the ultimate money maker. And so what does that mean for Carolina? The Tar Heels have to continue to move towards becoming a big time player in the football space. They have a big opportunity to do so. Right now, they have to keep recruiting at the high level they are. They have to keep doing big things on the social media side. I know that seems periphery to a lot of us, um, but that is a big, big deal for a lot of these recruits and their families. And then ultimately, all of that has to translate into what? Winning at a very high level, because like it or not, the scoreboard is what ultimately uh, determines what that success is. To me then, this becomes a huge prove-it year for Carolina on the football field. This is year four of Mac Brown 2.0. Uh, year two was that crazy successful rocket ship of a year that landed Carolina in some great company they didn't expect by year two <clears throat> to be back in as of yet. And then there was the downturn last year. You lose your quarterback, Mr. Sam Howell, one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback, as most believe, in Carolina history. And what does that mean? This is the year. This, to me, is the prove-it year where you got to put it all together. you got to keep moving on to this national stage from a football standpoint. You have to make yourself as desirable as an entity as possible, whether it's for continued life in the ACC or new life in a different conference. And so basketball and other sports are going to continue to do what they're going to do, but it's football that has to take the next step. And unfortunately, again, it's got to be on the scoreboard. So does all this SEC news mean that Carolina isn't going anywhere? Not necessarily. Plus, I still think that if the Heels are to leave the ACC eventually, there's a better landing spot. More on that in just a moment, right after I tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Find all the latest developments, league views, and news, including Major League Baseball, which is just about a week away from the All-Star break. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering info, including live betting, esports, and scores. And it's the best spot for all your podcasts and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so here's the thing. I get that geographically and from a football standpoint, which again is king, that SEC is God's second greatest gift to the NFL. <laughs> and that's where everybody wants to be. But given the whole package of what North Carolina is and what North Carolina has, the Tar Heels just frankly fit better 
in the Big Ten to me. Now, let's stay in the ACC. Dear goodness, let's not go anywhere if it makes sense and if we can. I'm just saying if the Tar Heels have to go somewhere, I am firmly putting my stamp down on I would rather see the Tar Heels in the Big Ten. <laughs> let's start by looking at the Olympic sports because that's that's the big thing of it to me. Yes, regardless of where you're at, you're going to have your high-level football and, and basketball and, <clears throat> and baseball and other things, especially in the, in, in the SEC. But just look at this list of what the SEC doesn't have. Men's, women's fencing, field hockey, men's and women's lacrosse, rowing, men's soccer, wrestling, like that, that's, it seems like I've just named off five, six, maybe random sports if you're not thinking and paying attention. But just in that list of six, seven, eight teams, I've taken so many of the great Tar Heels that are at Chapel Hill right now or have been in the last year or two out of play. When you think about it, the the insanely overwhelmingly good women's field hockey team, Aaron Matson, they're not a thing. Um, think about people we've had on this podcast: Jamie Ortega, women's lacrosse national champion, uh, national runner-up wrestler Keyshawn Clark, men's lacrosse player Alex Bresci. None of them hard heels in the SC. <laughs> Now, I know there's something to be said for, well, yeah, but they could do like what Carolina does in gymnastics. I, I know um, in two years, yes, there will be gymnastics in the, in the ACC, but there's not right now. And so Carolina competes in a different conference. And so there's that possibility. But there's just something about all your teams competing in the same conference under the same heading. To me, I just think there's something special about that. And so, yes... These teams could go compete in other conferences. It's just not the same <clears throat> as what they have in the ACC. In the Big Ten, you could still have that. Other than fencing. I should say the Big Ten doesn't have fencing. And some people can will also say, yeah, well, they could do club teams. Well, yeah, I mean, they could, but that's just not the prestige of the NCAA Division I level. So this also all makes me think of, well, in this era of, of NIL, uh, in the NCAA struggling to maintain order, <laughs> um, is there something else bigger coming down the pike uh, beyond all this? Maybe so, but that's a different conversation for a different day. I tweeted about this last week, said that my biggest concern in all this realignment, specifically for the Tar Heels, is what happens to these Olympic athletes, to these Olympic sports teams. Um, I know there would be something figured out, but I just am like, we. I want to keep this in front of the Carolina family, in front of the fans. I know the athletic department and the teams are certainly talking about it, but I want... Um, I, I know so many people are just so dialed in on, on football and basketball and baseball and things like that. I want everyone to just make sure we're all keeping in mind the, the full breadth of the Carolina athletics 
um, competitors and teams. What happens to all of them? We need to fight for them. I'm not content with the club team option. I'm not content with the, well, sure, they can go play in a different conference option. Um, and this tweet that I sent out about it last week um, is not like the most liked or um, any anything else of any tweet I've ever sent, but it is one of the most interacted with tweets that I've sent in a long time. People are really getting behind this, and that's what I want to see continue to happen, is let's fight for these teams and talk about it. Okay, so yes, there is the Olympic sports side of um, the Big Ten being a better option. The other is just looking at the types of institutions that are in each conference. Um, the Big Ten, and, and I said this a little bit on, on yesterday's podcast too, but the Big Ten is a, a better fit institutionally for what the University of North Carolina as a whole is. I know the SEC has Vanderbilt, and that is a prestigious um, institution <clears throat> in terms of like being a research institution, and, and smart people go there. But the Big Ten is, is flush with those infinitely more than the SEC is, and it just makes more sense from that standpoint. Um, again, if Carolina is le leaving the ACC, ultimately, please, dear goodness, ACC, stay alive, keep kicking, let's fight and scream and keep this thing going. I'm just saying if Carolina has to leave, I think the Big Ten is a better option. My take on where we're at now is in addition to the SEC stopping, I think part of the reason we're we're not hearing more on the Big Ten side is because they have just landed USC and UCLA. But also, I think a bigger thing right now is we're all waiting on that independent Notre Dame domino. I think Notre Dame is the next big domino to drop because I've I've heard and seen and read a little bit that they're trying to figure out what their worth is right now. Um, and whether in the current landscape they continue to be a more um, fiscally high-earning entity as an independent, or if it is indeed time to go join somewhere. If so, uh, there's obviously the ACC, but I think the Big Ten would be the other biggest player in that game. And so I think that is part of why the Big Ten side of things isn't moving forward even further than they already have. Of course, they now, just like the SEC, are at 16, and so there's kind of this standoff. And so, to me, the next domino we're waiting on is, in fact, Notre Dame. We're going to have to wait and see what that is. But for now, the ACC is still alive and kicking, and, and that is what we want to continue to drive towards and make happen. Well, friends, that is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Coming up tomorrow, Coach Pat Kilby and I look back at Dontre Styles' freshman year and look ahead at what he will bring to the Tar Heels this upcoming season. <clears throat> Thanks so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen, your first watch today. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe, smash that like button, leave a comment about all this conference realignment craziness. Would love to hear your thoughts on it. Very seriously. Um, I'm really curious to hear where everyone is at with it. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnHeels. You can follow me on Twitter at IsaacShade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen today. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked On take you across the ACC in 30 minutes, five days a week. 
Thanks so much for spending part of your Tuesday hanging out with me talking Carolina sports and all this weird realignment stuff. Hopefully it normalizes and irons itself out sooner rather than later. And I want to remind you, it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!